0: For more information on the Ex-Mormon Files internet video program, please visit ExMormonFiles.com. That's ExMormonFiles.com. And now, here's Earl.
1: Good evening and welcome to the Ex-Mormon Files here in the heart of Salt Lake City. I'm your host, Bishop Earl. I'm grateful you'd be willing to join with us tonight, uh, this evening, and uh, hope you'll hear a message that will soften hearts and and be a little educational. I'm happy to invite, or happy to introduce, Debbie Riddle tonight. Thanks for joining with us. And you have an interesting heritage as far as your family's concerned in the history of the church. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that. I do,
2: on my father's side, I'm from the fifth wife of Lorenzo Snow. Wow. And my mother's family, uh, her great grandpa, Three times back, he came here with Joseph Smith and was sent to Brigham Young. Oh, Brigham Young! Sorry, <laughs> come here with Brigham Young and was sent to uh, start up San Pete County.
1: Oh, wow! A lot of pride with that, isn't there? I mean, I I had a little bit of Mormon stuff back there, and
2: a lot of pride. It's amazing when people hear that I've left the church, and they find out that I did come from a prophet. They're just shocked, and how could you do
1: how that? Could you do that? Well, we're going to find out about how that happened. Now, your mom and dad uh, were they married in the temple? And no, they married quite
2: young. My dad was nineteen, just out of the service. My mom was fifteen. They yeah. had me when I was wow. sixteen. Wow. We're married for twenty-five years. When he passed away, they did take the temple classes seven times, uh, as <laughs> everybody in the neighborhood would take the temple classes. They would take them, and my dad just said they, they just could. kept trying. Yeah. Or? they can't answer the questions my mom would cry and i don't know why you just can't go and he'd say because they just i have questions and they won't answer them
1: do you ever remember specifically those questions or what kind of things he was bothered by
2: i was quite young and they they quit taking them by the time i was like 12. My mom got involved in bowling, and they kind of walked away from the church. My dad never was active, maybe for a year after my sister died. Wow. But uh, th- he just said they can't answer my questions, and until they can tell me th- the answers, I'm not interested. Wow.
1: So someone was out there thinking a little bit, I he guess. He was, huh? and,
2: and he worked with a, a bunch of sweet little ladies that were saved,
1: yeah.
2: and I think they always talked to him about it. And maybe so.
1: could share, or we're sharing things that yes. maybe most Mormons don't hear, since they don't associate usually with too many uh, non-members. I guess, right, uh, of right. course, they do at times. But uh, well, that's interesting. But something happened uh, back in back a few years ago that affected you pretty dramatically tell us about that
2: yes the mark hoffman bombings when this heart mark hoffman bombing started and the salamander letters and it just really touched me that okay so one time he's seen one one time he's seen two one and the story just kept changing and when i would approach my ex-husband's family they would just tell me just don't believe. Just, you know, stay away from those people. Just have
1: faith. Just have or faith.
2: You don't need to know about that. I had a, a unique situation where my son has asthma and was very sick. Yeah. And they wanted to take a picture of him and send it to a sister in law's mother in Idaho because she had a box that would cure him. And then uh, it come out about them being a god they Could be gods, and so I asked my ex mother in law, my sister in laws, we don't believe we can be a god, and she's like, You don't need to know that until you go to the temple, <laughs> you just need to just keep doing what you're doing.
1: Oh, my goodness! So, uh, the Mark Kaufman bombing, what do you what really struck you about that as well? The just that the prophet would be duped um, is that part of it, or what? It, it was just I got I just really wanted to
2: search it out. I don't know if there was any one thing that yeah. that really stuck out to me, it was and the other thing that stuck out to me was nobody would answer my questions. If I went to the bishop, he would told me I didn't need to know just keep the faith if I went to family members, a lot of them didn't know because my family was not active, yeah, his family was. And we're
1: not very well read in most, a lot of things, but, but what questions were you asking?
2: You know, I was asking, how could we be a God? Okay. God is perfect and we could never and be. And God
1: never changes. God He's never the same changes. yesterday, today, and exactly. forever. Exactly, so
2: how could we, as people that sin, ever be a God and and how could we surpass Jesus I mean I I was brought up that he is our brother Mm -hmm. but I always looked at him as higher than us and you know I had people in the church that were very proud that they were going to have their own world and they were going to be a God and I'm going I it, it just did not make sense to me
1: it doesn't really seem like an Almighty God concept, does it? If, if there is an all-never-changing God, um, the LDS have that uh, hope. I, I know that they are going to become gods. I mean, that's that is part of the concept uh, and purpose of the temple. Really, is to allow us to be married for time and all eternity, and eventually, I guess, take on many wives. Um, <laughs> It's such a strange concept to me now, but that struck you as. Uh...
2: It did, and when I started studying, I was actually uh, recently divorced with four little rugrats, and met a, a really nice man at the bowling alley. I'm a bowler, yeah. and he, like mom, huh? Like mom, <laughs> okay. it, it's in our family, and uh, we started studying. We just really hit it off, and. I wasn't going to become a Christian, and he wasn't going to become a Mormon, and we had to work this out or go our separate ways. And so, very lovingly, he said, let's just start with the Bible, and when we're done with the Bible, we'll go to the Book of Mormon. We never made it to the Book of Mormon, but when we started studying, I never knew that we could be gods. I never knew that a man had to call his wife out of the grave. I never Bring m- her through
1: the veil. Yeah, and through that the kind veil stuff, and
2: kind of stuff. I had no idea the stuff that went on with Mormonism, and I started listening to a program, The Bible Answer Man, with Dr. Walter Martin. Oh. And every time we had been studying something in the Bible, Dr. Martin would go over the program, and I just knew my now husband was calling and telling him until one night we were, we'd been talking about the Adam. God doctrine.
1: Oh a Bergham Young And
2: I threw him out of my apartment and said, I'm done. And so I put my kids to bed, I turned on the radio and guess what Dr. Martin was talking about. And I knew my husband had called him and told him what we were studying until the end of the program when they said he'd been dead for a long time. And I dropped to my knees, sorry, dropped to my knees and I asked God to forgive me. And I got saved?
1: you mean dr martin had died many years yeah. before there was no way your husband no could there have was that no way my call. husband
2: could have contacted him because <laughs> he had been dead for 10 years at that time and they were just replaying every week on christian radio oh uh right. so and for I really him to
1: be talking about adam god and what what did he do you remember what he said i just, just the re- feeling that i
2: just remember the feeling of i've been duped i've been lied to my whole life I have set all this time dealing with this religion that is so untrue and I I just I felt lied to.
1: Well now it sounds like you've questioned all the way along why do you think (laughs) I don't want to even hardly say it this way but why were you so special to to do some independent thinking? Mormons just don't do that generally. I
2: think think because I I never had the desire to do the seminary I I did hold church callings, but I never. But you wanted
1: to get married in the temple. I did. I, mean, I you wanted had the Desire to serve God through the church.
2: I I'm what they call a traditional Mormon. I was born Mormon. It's all tradition in my family. None of them really. My mother. My de- father passed away. Mm. My mother has recently remarried and gone through the temple. Oh. And with her new husband and. Uh, when I bring things up to her, she doesn't want to talk about it.
1: No, no, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I mean, you just are th- thinking. It's just amazing.
2: You know, once I started <laughs> reading the Bible, I was like a sponge. Yeah. I just sucked it up. And things that I really thought Mormons believed, Christians believed, not Mormons. Right. And so it was amazing to me to be saved by grace to
1: oh.
2: a-, a free gift. All because of what he did. And to come to the realization that Jesus of Mormonism is not the Jesus of the Bible.
1: And even President Hinckley says that, Mm -hmm. doesn't he? That's not the Jesus we believe in. That's
2: not the Jesus we believe Uh in. And for somebody to so willingly go to that cross and die for me because I'm a sinner and I'm not worthy. But for him to willingly go and do that so that he can, when, when I do die, he can go to the Father and say, listen, she's okay. I, yeah. I died
1: for her. She believes in me mm-hmm. and what I did for her. Yeah, Mormons just don't have that. They so w- 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 why are they missing that? <laughs> they're not reading the Bible, they're for They're sure, not reading generally. the Bible,
2: and they're not... I, I have a theory, don't check your brain at the door. You know, yeah. check it out. Be brave enough. If something doesn't seem right to check it out and check out every Avenue I praise the Lord for Sandra and Jerry Tanner yeah they were such uh, when when I did start reading stuff and when I was confused my husband would take me down there and we love old houses and she was so sweet she opened up her home to us and took (laughs) us into her her parlor and really sat down and explained things to us and she said to me Debbie check it out don't just
1: don't trust me don't, don't, trust don't believe it. me or anything. and else. everything
2: they do is a copy whatever they do is a copy of the original it's not in their writing so it's not that they're writing something down you could go yeah. back to where joseph smith was in jail and you can get the same thing in transcript that they have
1: yeah so well and it's nice to know that you're not alone, isn't it?
2: It is nice to know. And I was so lucky when I did get saved and my husband and I got married, we went to a cute little church and the pastor's wife took me underneath her wing yeah. and just mentored me and, and because I didn't have anybody to go to. Yeah. And said, you know, it is a feeling of loss, Debbie. You have, it's like somebody's died. You've lost that.
1: That relationship with the LDS Mm -hmm. Church.
2: But she said, you know, there's such that relationship with Jesus. Yeah,
1: yeah. And that's so joyful.
2: It is so joyful. And it's, you know, because you do, your family walks away from you, your children walk away from you. Have you experienced that then? I have. Uh, It was very hard. I was very close to my mother. My dad died when I was 24. She remarried quite fast after that
1: and you sit in the temple
2: and she did remarry in the temple and uh it was very hard because we'd been very close and all of a sudden i was cast off because i
1: refused to believe and here you are a closer relationship to god than ever before feelings about jesus and the bible that are so sincere and heartfelt and yet you're What? (laughs) You're lost.
2: And you have to have seen the difference in me. You'd have to have seen the joy because I beamed with joy. I looked different. I acted different. I was a, you talk about a new creature. I was a whole new creature. And it was quite obvious. I would have people come up and say, there's something different about you. My, My own mother would say, I don't know what it is, but there's something different about you." But when you try to tell them,
1: or to share anything, you know,
2: to share yeah. and to, you know, this joy is free. They don't understand grace.
1: No, they. No, it's all about works. You know, they don't
2: understand the Trinity, which is yeah. so important. Yeah. And so it's, it, it's been a journey. It's been a great journey. <laughs> Sorrows, but it's been a great journey. Would I've,
1: you do anything differently as you as you exited the church or no. interacted with family? You've. You feel like you dealt well, as best you could with them? I
2: dealt the best I could, and the, the big thing is not to give up on family members. No. You know, to keep, you, you win more people by your walk than you do your witness sometimes, I think. Oh, sure.
1: You know? Well, and, and being able to share and, and maybe make them think, I mean, uh, that would that would be a hope that, that they will, that in God's time, that their hearts will be softened and touched. and. It
2: is, and I've had the pleasure of on uh, three three loved ones' deathbed, bringing them to Jesus. Oh, and it it you think, oh Lord, why did you have to wait till now? But you know, just to know and to have that, just that, I know they're going to be in heaven when I get there, and to be able to to have the privilege of being that witness for the Lord, letting you speak letting him speak through you. Yeah. It's its just an amazing thing. And if anybody would have ever told me my grandpa would have come to the Lord, I would have said, there's no way. <laughs> but I did have the, the chance to go up and witness to him before he died. And he told me, I'm ready. I'm ready. Wow. So what a, what a marvelous Jesus. to let the Lord to be his voice and his vessel is yeah. something I would never trade.
1: Yeah. Well, I... I really appreciate that because uh, I never really had any appreciation for the the uh, <laughs> I was going to say witness on the cross but the f- the fellow that was crucified with Christ uh, his last deathbed repentance you know that never meant anything to me and I felt like it was uh, false it, w- it didn't have any value but to turn your Christ uh, turn your life to Christ is a moment's decision isn't it I mean it, it's almost like your eyes are cleared for the first time in a moment.
2: They talk about scales falling off your eyes, and it is so true, It's, it's just so true, and the joy that it brings you. Even when you go through hard times, you always, have him and that direct line. You don't have to go to anybody else. Yeah. You just hit your knees and it's like you know, Lord, I I need you here. And he's never late. Not once <laughs> in my 24 years has he ever been late. Isn't that joyful? It is joyful. How
1: how's the Bible meant it's a little different now than you're saying? Have you, had you know, ever read it before?
2: I I tried. I didn't understand it, and yeah. I started with John. Yeah. And it's so true. Even a child can understand it. And and now. To sit and read it and I've had a few people I've witnessed to at the Bowling alley yeah that I just take out my Bible and copy it on the copy machine and highlight sure it and say stuff. there you go there's it's right there for you wow so it's it's been a great experience
1: yeah well so the, the moment you backed away from the Mormon Church can you remember that and you kind of said okay this just can't be true what was that moment like
2: it was I have to admit it was scary it Was scary because it? that's all I knew from the yeah. from the strong background and the thought of losing my family and I was in this new relationship and my children and everything but
1: are they active I guess and
2: uh, I have a son that's a pastor oh oh and uh, uh, we have we have a few that are not saved but we have <laughs> some that are in and you know the joy of watching my sons go to youth camp and to have them come home. We have three of our children in Christian school, our grandchildren in Christian yeah. school. And to be driving along and have my granddaughter say to me, Nana, do you know Jesus in your heart? Because if you don't... <laughs> she's asking you that. And she's six. Do you know Jesus in your heart? Yeah. It, I just sit back and smile and think, you know what, Lord? It was all worth it. Yeah. It was all worth it.
1: Isn't that awesome? So there is life after Mormonism?
2: There is life after Mormonism, and there are a lot of good people out there that want to help people on that teetering edge, that want to let them know that there's life here afterwards and a lot of good churches.
1: Well, it's been kind of a good news, bad news thing in my life. You know, the bad news about Joseph Smith and the polygamy and the masonry and all those things that, that we talk about kind of the negative stuff but the good news is is again jesus and what he's meant to me and and to you too it sounds like and the grace that's been joyful and the freedom that we feel right
2: it is the freedom you know you go to church and there's such freedom in worship when i first took my children they were so excited there's a band there's a band up there and they play music and It, it was such a freedom and uh, you know, to raise my hands in the air, it's kinda like, Here I am, Lord, take me. I'm yeah. you know, here I am, I'm all yours. And I'm
1: praising you.
2: Why you'd want me, I don't know sometimes, but you yeah. know, it's it's it is so much where that grace falls into.
1: Yeah. And the Mormons just don't really understand that because they're so work based, right? I mean they believe in grace, but it it is. It, it's
2: a it's a Uh, works and it's really sad because we'll get talking at work and if they're talking about relief side or primary whatever but if you mention something when at your church they don't want to hear it's like we we have the right church you don't we don't want to hear about yours and so you have to find a way to get around that because offending them doesn't help the situation no
1: No, and and really, they are. I guess for b- want of a better word, blind. Yes. And so they just don't see, and they really don't want to look. And that's why I think it's so special about you and and being willing to think independently again, and and being able, being willing to study and to. I'm them very, and they, very they feel blessed. Like the Lord's blessed <laughs> you, <laughs> and so life now is is good and
2: life now is good uh i've been saved for 24 years i have a wonderful husband uh we've had a we've had a a tough walk at times but we've always known he's there for us and yeah he's never been late never been late and that's what i want to tell people if you are if you will just open your eyes and just read the bible just read john if you read John and, and search out, look at church books, look at non-church books, uh, check out Sandra Tanner. She is so
1: special. Special. And so
2: <laughs> if is. you listen to Jerry's testimony,
1: yeah,
2: I- these are people that have really searched out and are so kind and loving, and yeah. there's just nothing like knowing. That you can't do it, that somebody else has done it for you and by his blood.
1: Yeah. You know. Well, and I think that an interesting thing about truth, you're kind of hinting around that, that Gerald and Sandra and others have, have shared these things, uh, changes in the Book of Mormon and things that really. The, the members of the church shouldn't be afraid of truth, right? I mean, they shouldn't the church be. Should, should be able to stand up to scrutiny.
2: And God said, I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so he's not changing. He doesn't change. And and that's what people need to know. The church changes all the time. Get an original book of Mormon and get an original and then get the book of Mormon from today. The changes. You know, it's if God is true and everlasting, yeah. his word doesn't change and he tells us that
1: and you mentioned at the very beginning this concept of us becoming gods i guess that concept has changed for you now
2: (laughs) yes that's it's something i never believed before so when i found out mormons believe that i was shocked because i just knew god is almighty so how could i as as a person and i've sinned ever surpass him or jesus yeah because jesus never sinned
1: well and and all of our scriptures the bible even the book of mormon and other things tell us that god is the same yesterday today and forever and we somehow have plugged him in to become that he was once a man and and that we can become like him doesn't make any sense it does doesn't it?
2: make any sense and if mormons will compare all of their books their pull of pearl of great price their book of mormon their doctrine and covenants a lot of times they contradict each other oh absolutely. and it and, and it should never if it's true, the Bible does not contradict itself. You can start in the New Testament and go back to the Old Testament, and it's like a glove. It all fits together.
1: Yeah. Well, in fact, I remember one con- comment that Sandra Tanner did make, speaking, bringing her name up several times, but she said, well, the Bible and Jesus were here first. Everything that Joseph Smith did should have been compared against the Bible Very and true. against Joseph Smith, rather than comparing the Bible against what Joseph Smith uh, brought forward. And it's such a truism there that uh, they were here first. We should have judged all that by by what the Bible says in Jesus. I guess prayers are a little different now. Very,
2: very different. And I can be honest with you, I didn't pray much as an LDS person, I didn't. But I find myself now, you know, on my way to work, my whole conversations with the Lord. Yeah. and it's it's like talking to my Father. It's yeah. it's very so different. You know, it's praying for my husband, praying for me, praying for my children just praying, Lord, let me be the person that you've called me to be.
1: Did you ever get the feeling the prayers were hitting the ceiling and not going anywhere as no. a Mormon?
2: They were just repetition. And I hated fast and testimony meeting because they all said the same thing. I know the church is true. I have the burning in the bosom. I know Joseph Smith's a true prophet. I went on vacation last week. You want to hear about it? <laughs> but there was never- And I'm
1: going to tell you whether you want yes, to hear about exactly. it Yes, exactly.
2: And so I have to be honest, I was very active growing up and young. But I ha- I skipped that meeting. I hated it. To me, it, it was nothing. It, it did nothing for anybody.
1: Well, when I started learning about the changes in the Book of Mormon and the different versions of the First Vision, and I sit there in fast and testimony meeting, and people say, I know the Book of Mormon is true. I know Joseph Smith's a prophet. And I'm sitting there thinking, you don't really know that. Because if you knew what I know, and, and I was still thinking I was a good member of the church at that point. If you knew what I've learned, you couldn't say that because it's not what you think it is. Uh, Anyway, it helped me come out. It is. (laughs)
2: I went back to a good friend's service at the ward where I spent most of my life at. And it was a feeling of death. I thought, these people are all dead. They're all dead, and there is such joy and such freedom out there. I just want to stand up and scream, hey, you guys are missing (laughs)
1: it. You're missing out on all this. You're... You're blind and you're just not seeing, but you don't know it. Uh, it's just amazing. I know Mark Twain said once that it's easier to fool people than it is to tell them they've been fooled. And That's very true. And I guess you've experienced that too. We just can't seem to get through to people if they don't want to listen. Well, Debbie, our time's just. Wow, that went by fast. Seconds, seconds left. Any last sentence to the LDS people? Study? Read? I just
2: study, read, seek it out, pray. Really, really say, Lord, I, I show me.
1: Truth has to show me. If
2: Mormonism is true, show me. If Christianity is true, show me. Yeah. And be willing to listen to His voice.
1: Well, well thanks, Debbie. I appreciate you Thank coming you. down, and what a wonderful story you've, you've had. And I'm, I'm so great. Aren't we grateful that God has touched our lives and allowed us this freedom and I this am. insight to. To fall on His grace and His uh, His sacrifice for us, be willing to come here. And so, Debbie, thanks so much again. Thank Appreciate you. Thanks it. for having me. Appreciate you w- watching tonight, and we hope you'll uh, join us again. Good night.